This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Miss Jess. What's up, Elsie? Aw, it's so nice to hear your voice. I miss you, you when too. you're not around. I miss you too. I'm sad. <laughs> Podcast movement wasn't nearly long enough, I don't think. No, it wasn't. Because I'm having withdrawal and I feel like I, I wasn't even hardly there. <laughs> I know. And, you know, there were so many, again, I mean, we talked about this, but there were so many women I wanted to talk to. There were people that I never got a chance to touch base with and... And I also talked to a lot of people that I didn't want to talk yeah. to. <laughs> oh, well, see, that's what happens when you run a booth, baby. I know. It was so hard. I remember I was in a conversation with somebody and I was just going, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. I don't want to have it. It was like, yeah, it was really, really, really hard. And I, and then um, the, the person gave me their book. Oh, no. That was coming out, you know, and signed it and everything. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, and I left it in the hotel room on You're purpose. Like, what am I going to do with this? Because I was like, it's going to be, it's fat. It was hardcover. It could have been a, an awesome book. I just, I just know that number one, I more than likely wasn't going to read it. Number two, it was too heavy. <laughs> to put in my bag. And then I thought, well, maybe somebody will find it and it'll serve them well. Yeah. Oh, look at a maid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought this will be a really great book for them. Um, even Elsie. Though- what? It's really altruistic of you, but not really. <laughs> I just was like, I felt so bad. But then I, you know, it, it was just one of those things where I just didn't resonate with the person. And, 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 you know, I don't know. It's just... I couldn't do it. So anyway, I wish I would have had more of an opportunity to actually chat with people that I really wanted to talk with. It really only happened to me one time right after my session, a guy cornered me and I'm not exactly sure what he wanted to talk to me about because at first it was about what show he was starting, what he should call it. So then I was standing there like thinking of a name and then he started telling me he was going to branch out into other topics and then he just sort of lost me and I was just kind of glazed over because also I just, you know, and this is for anybody who's listening. If someone has just spoken for 45 minutes, talking to them about your specific and personal question right after that is not going to be a good idea. Not because they don't want to hear you or help you, but because their brain is like pudding right after that. Yeah. And like I couldn't, I, I really the only thing you can hear is great job or that could have been, you know, whatever. I can't hear individual issues and how I can help them because I can't think. I can, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, God. I was just riveted by your conversation. I but, was like, but yeah. You know what I mean? You, I mean, even on a panel, I mean, right? Because you're, you're waiting for your question and then you have to listen and you have to think really hard about what you're going to, say and like it through a Q&A it's like same thing like even with Q&A you have to really think about what you're doing and then when you're done you just kind of want to just at least for me I just want to stare out the window for like five minutes and not have any thoughts 
totally no and you, but it's so funny but you're, you're totally right sometimes you just need to kind of de decompress right afterwards and i was thinking about my behavior and i i saw my behavior with that in the same way that i am when i teach class like exactly. i yes you know when i'm okay. teaching class i yes something else takes over like i honestly i'm you know super energized and i you know i I, I, I know how to work a room, if you will. You know, when I really need to do it, I know how to work a room. And then as soon as the class is over, it's like I'm a completely different human being. Like I become like I have like a like it's like I put a cape on or, or some sort of thing on top of me. And then it's like zoom out. Like I remember students would start to come towards me and I would put out this energy like get away help don't talk yeah. to me <laughs> you know and so where can I run where yeah. can I run and then I generally speaking I would just get out like it was like I finished a class that was like transformative for somebody and then I would just see ya where'd she go she was a mm -hmm. ghost <laughs> and that's exactly what I did when I finished the panel I yes, think like true. in a minute I was out and back in the booth it was like okay I'm back <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so I don't know that's funny and I mean, not to be like, oh, poor you, you spoke. But I just mean like, it's great to hear that you liked it. Yes. I just think when you have a specific and personal thing, you should just email it so that I can have a chance right after to just sit for a minute. Yeah. Or catch it's them later. Complicated problems right after are just hard for me to think through. That's all. Yeah. No, I. I it's kind of like imagine somebody swimming like 10 laps. And then the second they get out of the pool, you go, you go like, um, so I've been thinking about this issue and I really <laughs> want to know like what you think, you know, it's like the you're still like, oh, can I get a towel and like dry the fuck off for a second? <laughs> Just give me a minute. Yeah, totally. It's, it's sort of, I mean, I liken it to that because that's your brain swimming laps as you're speaking, making sure the slides are working and that you, everyone can see you, which in my case, nobody could and like, you know, just et cetera and so forth. It was stressful. Have you seen those pictures of you? They're awful. It's the worst oh. I've ever taken of me in my life. You know like, the ones on Flickr? Yeah. All profiles. It's like, what? I was sitting in the middle of the room. You couldn't take one picture me had on. I nice know, right? I saw, the, I saw the pictures that they took of, of our session. I remember. There's one where I'm like, my jaw could not be bigger. Like, it was coming <laughs> out. like It's like this big jaw. I was I like, oh, my God, I look just like my dad. I, it's like, and then all of a sudden, the, the Escobar side of the family was very clear in my face. <laughs> what that looks like it's just funny the way you said it <laughs> I don't like profiles of me because I'm very self-conscious about like I don't think I have a big Jewish nose but like my sister has always been kind enough to point out to me that it's slightly shaped like a bird beak oh my god and maybe has like a little hook or whatever because and also because you know on her she takes after my mother and she has a bit of a light bulb so like um, yeah, that's what sisters are all about, people, right? right? Putting each other down. So, yeah, so anytime I have a profile done of me, I'm like, oh, my God, it's the hook. I can't stand looking at the hook or the bird beak. <laughs> oh, God, it's awful. So I never want to see a profile. Plus, it's just not nice to take someone's pro – I mean, who has a good profile? Nobody. Uh, yeah, we're not used to seeing our own profiles, though, Jess, you know, so we don't really quite sometimes see the beauty we we only see the what is that like you know you don't see like the entire thing you just see like I see all I saw was my jaw yeah I, it might have been a nice picture but I can't get over my jaw so right Katie took a nice picture of me but it's grainy it's like super grainy I still like it better it's super grainy 
I'm, I look like I'm in the spotlight and I'm holding the mic like, oh, so you know, it does look like, like you're the one that pointed that out. But as soon as you did, I couldn't see anything else. You know, it's like, we could have, <laughs> you know what you could do? Like pitch darkness and then a spotlight on me as if I'm like, yeah, yeah, as if I'm a, like Freddie Mercury or something. So. You could fall, you could put that on. You could put that on your <laughs> on your page and just be like, I got the opportunity to sing <laughs> and then see what people <laughs> No, because then people start thinking I sing and then asking me to do so. You know, you can't tell right. anybody you have a talent. Okay. Have you not noticed that? Right. That's true, because then they'll start asking you to do Think stuff. about it, podcasters. Tell Elsie I'm right, right? If God forbid you sing on your show for any reason, all of a sudden everywhere you go, people are gonna ask you to sing. No. No, I, you know what I did? I had that. It wasn't too bad. I did sing a, I, I sung a, a transition like in one of the early episodes for the feed just because I was being silly. And, and then at a, like later on, one of the new, our newer listeners was like, and I want Elsie to sing every transition. And I was going like, what is he talking about? And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I was being goofy. Hello. What? Do you sing though? You if I must. No, I mean, but did you as a kid? No, my mom told me that I sung awful. Oh, no. My mom was, she well, she didn't really, well, okay, so that's what I heard. Okay. okay. It's not like she sat there and said, you have a horrible voice. She just, that's what I heard. I think that she was, I don't know what it was. She wasn't, uh, every time I tried singing when I was a little girl, like it seemed like she was like, yeah, why don't you just be quiet? And so I had this big thing thinking that I wasn't, I didn't know how to sing well. Um, and I guess I did. I mean, I went to grad school and I ended, I've been in musicals and things like that, but this wasn't until after, gosh, till I was in, almost in my thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really, I don't know. I can sing. I just not, I'm not a singer. So. Yeah. But a lot of people say that if you can carry a tune, you can consider yourself able to sing, I think. Right. Yeah, and I, you know, I got, yeah, it was crazy. I sang an a cappella song for the only I song that I could. I was just going to say, most people who can carry a tune can at least sing a cappella. Yeah, so I That's did. It's so funny that you said that. And yeah. I totally went into this this audition, I remember, um, and I went into the room and, gosh darn it, what song did I sing? Of all things, of all things, I sung a song in German by Beethoven. Wait, he it, wrote lyrics? Right. It's called Ich, ich, lieb, ich liebe dich. I love wow. you, I think. And okay. I had to learn it because I was under an understudy for another show. And I learned that song. And it was such a beautiful song. And I could sing it well a cappella. So I went into this audition. And I sang this song. And I got the lead. <laughs> really? In a musical. Wow. And then I had to be lead. I've been singing my whole flipping life. And then but see the hard part was like once us. they actually gave me the real songs, there were some songs that I had to sing by myself in center stage where I was like, There's no way I'm gonna be able to hit those notes. Why? You know, so I kind of I could act the crap out of them, but the music like my voice wasn't strong enough to you know, follow through. And the reviews that I got were, were, I did get good reviews and everybody mentioned how good my acting was, but there were some comments on the fact that I couldn't really pull off the musical numbers as well as I should have. It's hard, especially hard when you're young because your voice isn't 
Yeah. Well, I was I well no that was in 2000, so I guess I was already in my 30s, but still. Oh. Yeah. But never mind, you have no excuse. Never mind, I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Just So, anyway, so, so thanks for kind of chatting with me like this and cooling me down a little bit because I uh, was kind of mad mm-hmm. at uh somebody emailing me. Uh, and and um, I have I have an issue with something. Okay, so let me let me j- just kind of paint the story really quick. I usually friend a lot of people on Facebook um, if they ask, and then I see if we have you know mutual friends. And uh, at this point, I'm not too discerning in that as you know at all because you know the algorithm on Facebook is enough that they probably won't see me anyway. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> and so and, and I won't see them. And so I've I've been being friended a lot more by the podcaster community uh, rather than our B-School community, which is what was happening in the past. And it's all women. So these are some men that have been friending me. And, and that's been kind of shocking to me. And so I've been saying yes. But then what's happened is yesterday I had two guys do something that really made me angry. Um, one of them, as soon as he, I friended him, he posted on my wall Basically, thanks for friending me. I love, like, kind of like, I love to get to know you. And what are you up to? And have a blessed day. Yeah, and I, I just really thought, don't even like, want that. What honest. does that yeah. mean? And why are you writing on my wall? And you don't know me? And you're just writing that on my wall? And no, I'm not going to explain to you who I am. Why don't you take right. the chance to take get to know me? So that kind of pissed me off. And then right after that, another guy friends me. And I was like, is this going to be like the same kind of thing? And then he wrote to me as soon as I friended him, as soon as I friended him. Hey, Elsie, saw you on the podcasting group. Are you up for a review swap? If so, send me your iTunes link and I'll take care of you. Yeah. And then he put his link to iTunes. And then it says to get me. Thanks. And I just was like, the balls. You don't even know me. It's like you're walking down the street and you stop somebody and you say, hey, (laughs) here's my iTunes link. (laughs) Will you review me, please, person? And I'll review you too. (laughs) It's so annoying. You know, there's something about asking for reviews like that, that just makes me crazy. I, I had to cool off a little bit because I was I was in the middle of, of focused work and then I couldn't think anymore. I was just like, my brain started heating up and I was thinking like, how can I tell this guy what I stand for but not be a total ass? Yeah, totally. In his face going like, uh, dude, get a which what I really wanted to write, I was like, how can I do this in a way that's like super classy and but totally tells him exactly what I'm about. How can I, mean, I do it's that? Hard. It's super hard. But anyway, so I don't know. But I did email him back and I offered him the opportunity if, you know, if he wanted to have a little bit of promotion, which is what I could do, he could do it via Libsyn and Libsyn does this for podcasters. So I'm glad that I had that venue because that's, I basically do nothing, but I don't invest anything in this. I don't, it's not like I am, how do you say it? Um, when you stand behind somebody's work, what is the word for that? You support. You support, but there's not endorse. Oh, endorse. Endorse. Yeah, I don't endorse people's podcasts. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't support them and say like, "Hey, subscribe like that." I base. I put their stuff out there, and I 
it's just basically a show, right? Here, here's it's another podcast. It's an informational thing. So I feel really good about that because I don't have to be like, and this is the best show I've ever heard in my life. Because part of it is, you know, I won't. But what do you think about that, Jess? I mean, what do you think about the practice of asking people that you don't know for reviews? Oh, of course I don't like that. I'm never going to like that. Um, do you think it's... Ne- I mean, here's the thing. Because there's a lot... I mean, there's groups that are being built just to exchange reviews. Yeah, I there, you know, there's practices, like there's, as you can see, you know, if you've seen it on our, on the She Podcast page, there's threads of people doing this. There are threads in most of the podcast group communities where they're asking each other to swap reviews. So this is going on, this is a practice, and it's kind of accepted. I am not, I don't like it. I don't. Well, it does put the focus, I think, in the wrong place. I mean, and that's probably why you don't like it because you're all about um, principles and priorities and things like that. And I think when shows are new, I mean, I'm I'm always going to stand by the fact that when you have a new show, you need as many reviews in iTunes as you possibly can for like the first two months. And then, um, you know, after that, I sort of stopped worrying about it because... Well, let me rephrase. I, I sort of stopped asking people for it. I still worry about it. I still ask for it at the end of my show. I still ask for it in my show notes. I still have it on my website that it's like, if you want to support the show, that's a really good way to do it. But I don't participate in review swaps. I don't like put my show on that thread. One of the reasons is because I think a lot of times when you're we're swapping, this is like what used to happen when um, you would ask for comments on a block. <sighs> Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. You can write down the time of that so you can edit out my sneeze. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, So, yeah. So, I like when people used to have these like blog commenting circles, like they would have one day where you would post your thing and then everyone would write comments, which actually didn't really do anything for you except make it look like your blog wasn't a ghost town. Right. At least in this case, it gets you somewhere the more reviews you get. But um, I I don't like it because, first of all, it's not sincere. And then second of all, I feel like, um, I don't know. I just sort of feel like, why do you need that? Shouldn't people just do it because it's good? You shouldn't need to post or participate. And also, I feel like um, some people post their stuff and then never do the review. They just want the reviews. They take them, but they don't give them. And there's no real way to like, and, you know, and even in the She Podcasts group, someone offered to set up a spreadsheet and then mark your name once you've reviewed that show. But I don't even like that. I don't even want that. I don't want that. If you want to review a show, do it because you like it. Don't keep a spreadsheet of what shows you reviewed and what haven't. You can make sure that you've like militantly supported every single show because it's not sincere. Mm-hmm. If you sincerely want to support people, look through the directory, find their show, listen to it, and then leave a review if you like it. If you don't like it, don't. So um, I don't know. I just feel like. Who has time? I also feel like who I don't have time to listen to 60 shows. And so nobody does. And so you know they're not listening. 
I don't want that review necessarily. You know, like, I want your review because you like it. If you don't like it, then don't review it. Yep. That's how I feel. No, I, I, I completely agree. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't. I think what it is primarily is because I know that if I'm going to review somebody, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really clear. I'm going to be very focused on, on that person. I want to be able to say something that both supports the show and also supports the people who want to read it. You know, it's, it's like, it, I don't know. It, yeah. it it just becomes so frustrating to me because I do listen to people's work. Like I take it seriously, you know, I do. I know. I, and, and it's not like I'm, I'm sitting there from the position of, oh, they should have had a better intro or they should like, I'm so not that person because I'm so involved with listening to what you have to say. I, I'm like the best listener of your show because if you want me to get nitpicky, I can. But at the yeah. same time, I really view the entire experience of listening uh, to your show and what you have to say. And it's just, it's important to me. And if I'm listening to your show, I'm going to devote my time to you. So if you just say like, hey, let's do a review swap. That's so, it basically makes, it demeans my work because this is my job. Well, so let's put them in order of, of douchiness right okay. so like so like the least douchey way to ask for a review is i think to reach out to people who you know because and and i always um recommend students do this as well like friends and people you know you can go to and say hey i have this show on itunes and like in order for me to get a better ranking you need to review it i don't care if you listen because you're my friend, I'm assuming you're going to support me, or I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, just leave a review. Here's how you do it. Thank you very much. Goodbye, or you don't get dinner, right? Or I'm never feeding you again. Just whatever. <laughs> and then, so that's the least douchey thing to do. Because I mean, you would do that for them without thinking about it. Yeah. And those are the people you ask first. Then the next level is um, posting on your Facebook wall, right? Like. Hey, I have a new show. Check it out. By the way, reviews are good because it helps with this. If you feel it in your heart, because these are people again who have friended you, they're connected with you. Hopefully, they know you for some reason, right? And then the next level of douche, I think, and none of it's really douchey. So I shouldn't even like. So far, I don't think we've gotten into douchesaurus territory, at least <laughs> in my opinion, yet. Yeah, right. Then the next level is to be in a podcaster's group. There's one exception to this, but we'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But like, is to be in a podcasting community like Podcasters Tech Talk, Podcasters Paradise, and then and like be in a review swap. Because like you said, it is accepted. They have something in Podcasters Paradise called Pay It Forward Friday. I don't know if they do that in other groups, but like in She Podcast, whatever. If someone posts, hey, I'd like to do a review swap, post your show here if you're interested in participating. People who want to participate can do it. You and I don't have to say much about it and it goes away, right? It's not a big deal, I guess. We don't, we don't have to stand for it, like as far as like principles go, but we don't have to pre prevent people from doing it. Right. Either. Yeah. Right. Um, if we really wanted to be, take a stand, you know, like there have been people, like I said, who have asked us to put spreadsheets and files so that. Um, they can keep track of who they review. I don't want. We're not doing that. Do it on your own. If you wanna, if you wanna be review monster, do it on your own. <laughs> I think. 
I don't want to have anything to do with. And I don't feel like, you know, putting forth the effort and, you know, helping you review like a mad woman. Right. But if you want to do it, it's your biz, your business and do what you got to do. And then um, let's see. And then the next level, after you post in the group to t- a group of strangers that you're looking to review, I think the final level is to reach out pers- personally to a stranger, like which is what happened to you. Mm-hmm. So like friending you because you're a podcaster and then going, hey, review my show, bitch. I don't like that. I, I don't think you should do that pretty much ever. And actually, I think it makes the rest of us hesitant to ha- have any Facebook friends. I don't want to friend people now because if I don't know them, they're going to immediately ask for something. And that is not just your show. That's about, you know, liking your page, finding you on Twitter. Like, don't ask for something the second you're in the door. It's just tacky. Who does that? I don't know. And that's why door to door sales (laughs) It's social media. I didn't let you in the store so you could sell me credit card processing. Get out of my face. That's what I think. No, you're so. absolutely you're absolutely right. But then at the same time, you know, you get the other. Okay, so here's here's the other side of the coin, and I'm trying to see. So you know, can, I'm trying yeah. to see like a a neutral position to this is the fact so like, that yeah, I have a problem asking. You oh. know, like I have I I honest, it's very hard for me to ask for things from people, mm-hmm. like things that could help me, like reviews for you know, for the show or something like that. Not that I did this time, but I'm saying if there is something that I'm working on, that's a a project that's close to my heart, especially with the yoga stuff. Like I never did that. I never asked. I I asked kind of like I threw it out there in my podcast and, you know, the over 100 episodes that I have for the podcast there. I would go like, oh, and then if you want to, you know, review my show, that would be really great. But I you know, it was like so hard for me to do that. And I only did that because I knew that it was good for the show. But I never asked anybody else to do that. I never asked people to promote it. I never asked people to do much of anything whatsoever. And I know that I could have, that if I would have, my audience would have supported me. I know that I would have gotten, you know, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go. But what I'm saying is I know that I would have gotten more support. I know that I would have gotten some maybe uh, clients off of that, that I I never really took advantage of that because I didn't feel like, I just was like, I don't know if I can do that, like shy. So I know that I'm gotten, I need that. I need to do that. But at the same time, I have this reaction to people that do that. And so then I then start to put myself in those shoes and go like, well, if I have this reaction to this guy, then other people are going to have that reaction to me. And then I don't want that. But yeah, except that you're talking about asking people, you know, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, I'm talking about, you wouldn't have that reaction to someone you knew though, else you wouldn't have that reaction. If, anyone in our group that you've been interchanging with back and forth would ask, I mean, well, not anyone, but you know, people that you've helped or coached or spoken to, like you wouldn't have that reaction with me or Aaron Smith or Stacey Harris or or Maggie Patterson, you know, like, or Aaliyah, because, because you've met them in person, you've said hello to them, you've given them hugs, you, whatever, like, you're not going to have, Hey, if someone wrote like one of anyone in our group reached out individually and was like, Hey, like if you, have a chance, like a show, a, a review, or you know, check out my show. Because Elsie, we know you listen to it first. So right. what we're really asking of you is to listen to the darn thing. 
I know. I mean, I know if I ask you for a review, it means take an hour and listen to my flipping show. My- <laughs> right? Yeah. If I were to ask someone else, like Maggie, I right. would just say, Maggie, review my show. Right. I don't care if you listen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just review it, woman. But like, yeah. um, yeah, so so that's why I don't understand why you would feel guilty because you wouldn't have the same reaction. The only time you have that reaction is when it's a stranger, an opportunistic, hustling, in-your-face stranger. That's when it's not cool, I think, is when it's somebody you just don't know, you've never met before. Yeah. But, but I do want to tell you my um, exception to the rule. Okay. And maybe this is why it happens in Podcaster's Paradise. And it's possible. Okay, let me just start. Okay, so like, so for example, um, in Podcasting School for Women, when somebody launches, I make a really big deal about reviewing, having the other classmates review the show. And I call people out if they don't do it. I, I mean, and I actually had someone say, well, it's, you know, you can't, shouldn't just be asking people for like, positive reviews for no reason and I was like hey man it's not no reason it's because I taught them mm. so you can just go ahead and assume it's fantastic mm. you know like right. if it's not it's not but like I, I still feel like you, you know they've at least paid for my as part of paying for the group they've at least paid for my effort in getting them to a as high of a point as they could possibly go I think and so Part of that for me is I put the, you know, the newly launched shows in my email and I, you know, and I share when they're launched and then I ask the other classmates to review it and I, and I don't say, hey, I don't care if you listen to it or not. But so, so one of my classmates once posted, you know, hey, I'd love a positive review from you guys. And another classmate got a little salty about the fact that she specifically asked for positive reviews. And that's not really what she meant. I mean, yes, she did say please give me a positive review. But even if she didn't, I think it would be understood. Don't trash my show when it's yeah. brand new because that ain't right. Yeah. But like, um, you know, I sort of, I sort of stepped in and I was like, you know, yes, I understand that um, that seems weird and inauthentic. But at the same time, She's going through all the lessons that you're going through. I've taken great care to make sure that she's a good interviewer, that the branding is good, that the guests she gets are great, that the con, you know, I, I have tried to mold it into as good of a show as I possibly can simply with the lessons that I've created. So that's why I feel like the other classmates can go ahead and assume that it's really good. And I wonder if that is why in Podcaster's Paradise, the review swap started because, and I don't know. Oh, so before John and Kate had a, um, a Facebook group, they had a forum and there was a topic in the forum that said, you know, review. Um, it was like, sort of like if you, you know, if you're looking for reviews, post your show here, but it wasn't a swap. It was a topic that said, you know, reviews and other stuff post here. And then you would post your show and hopefully people would review it. It wasn't, a swap. It wasn't like today's your day. Let's do it all now. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like, hey, if you're looking for reviews, you can post it here. So um, I think once they got the Facebook group, that's when the swapping started. And I wonder if it's now bleeding over into the other 
groups. But I see a distinct difference between people within a course asking for reviews and people who are just podcasters asking for reviews. I see a very distinct difference there. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, John's course, you know, you know like sim- similar to me in his way and his curriculum he's taken great pains to make sure and does on a weekly and monthly basis to make sure that your show is good he gives you access to you know education and does videos and has webinars and you know does everything he possibly can to answer your questions make sure that you're all set up you know i i don't want to speak for him i can't necessarily say like he listens to every show to make sure it's flipping fantastic but he does he has enough to make a good course where people within the group of a course probably feel like they can trust each other enough to review it without listening because you've all taken the same lessons you've all learned from the same teacher so it's almost like an understood well oh you're a podcaster's paradise well then your show is probably up to the same standards as mine similar to podcasting school for women oh you took the same course as me I know you know how to have a good interview I know you know how to have a good brand I know you know how to market I know you know how to you know, have good audio. Therefore, I can trust it's good and I can review it. I mean, I'm not saying this whole thought process is happening, but it's like subconscious, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, and, and the other thing that I feel is is important to that, and, and maybe this goes back to the group community mentality, that I'm sure at some point people get exposed to other people. So you have communications either on a Facebook post or, I don't know, an email back and forth or somebody helps you or you help somebody else so that you get to start to know who these people are and you can you can say something truthful like just as funny. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Because because you know that and and you can kind of figure that maybe in the work that you do out in the world that is possibly something that goes along with it so mm-hmm. i could leave a review and just say Jess is super funny and that is totally truthful because that's that is right um it may not necessarily have to do with the podcast okay. but it, but you know what i mean there's 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 a knowledge that is, right. is being said from a place of truth and i think that's where i have my issue it's it's the whole coming from a place of truth i and this is something that i think about okay i'm going to go back to my yoga stuff so the energy that you put out into the world whether it has to be, it has to come from a place of truth. Now think about this. You are writing down your thoughts about somebody on the internet for everybody to see forever and ever, basically. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know and you have not listened to this podcast and you write that down, that is basically a lie that you're capturing through time and space. And it's now out there. Mm -hmm. And, I don't, I don't want that kind of energy out there. I don't want to, you know, if I support somebody and if I endorse somebody and if I love your podcast, you better know that if I leave you a review, it's because I mean it. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a lie out in the world like that. It just makes me feel gross. I remember back in the day, and this was so hard for me. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done for Libsyn, for my job. Um, It was like, um, 
gosh, it was 2007. And at that time, something happened with, um, holy cow, I, I can't remember. He was an R&B artist. I forget the exact name of this guy at this moment because it escapes me. And we had just, he just started hosting with us. And our CEO wanted us to promote the tar out of his podcast that was coming out or some something. We were hosting something. I'm not even quite sure. Or there was like a benefit, something like that. And I remember I had to go to Reddit. I had to go to like all of these accounts and start to promote him. And mm-hmm. I had not heard his music. I did not know what he was about. In fact, he's not the kind of guy that I was into. And so I felt like such a douchebag trying to do this. And I felt like my integrity as a person, because that's like I couldn't oh, have like dang. a different, you know, was what like a Girl Scout you are. I know. <laughs> And I was just, but I was just promoting this guy. And and then he was just like, we need to get as many. So it was like part of my job. Like I had to do that for that day. I had to promote the tar to this guy. And it was just so against even who I was to be putting it on my own. Because he wanted all all of us to, to promote him in our own like social media entities and stuff. It's, this has never happened again, mind you. And I think, you know, at that time he didn't really quite know the way social media worked. And this was a while ago, it was 2007. So uh, maybe I would have, you know, done things differently at that time. I've gotten my voice a lot stronger now. So I would have been able to go, Hey, this is the way we should do it. And we'll get, this is how we'll do the promotion instead of the way that we did it then. But at the same time, I felt like, Oh my God, I have to do my job. I'm just going to go ahead and you know, promote this dude. And it was just so counter Elsie. It was like, why, why is she all of a sudden such a fan of this guy? Listen, Elsie, aren't you ever in a situation where, I mean, haven't you ever had a friend have like a super ugly baby? Like you you can still find something nice to say that is honest and authentic, yet not maybe exactly what they want to hear. Like, Whatever. So you don't like the music. You don't like the show. Can't you see the audio? I can hear him real well. <laughs> He's a snappy dresser. Something. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> you're not lying. You're just not exactly saying anything about what you've been asked. <laughs> right? It's like this. I mean, like, or have you ever been to someone's house? They have a brand new house and they have the ugliest decorations you've ever seen in your human existence. Like, you don't say, like, why the hell did you decorate your kitchen an all rooster? No. You say it's so nice and farmy in here. It's very cheerful. Roosters are your thing. I'm glad you went with what you liked. That's a good compliment. You didn't say you liked it. No. No, right? you're, you're right. And I have done that. I totally have done okay. that. It's just well, really. All right. So it's not slimy because you're not lying. No, you're right. You're right. It's just, yes, you're right. But now I'm in a position now where I just don't like, to, like, that's just not what I stand for. Like, I just, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. You know, and so, but I'm all for people. So if this, you know, R&B person is like a cool guy I would have been like oh my god he is so cool I had no idea he was so cool but I didn't have the time to dive into his work and like that's that's the way that I do things I guess it's just because I have I want the time to get to know you I'm not a one night Stein girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah speaking of that I actually did not just make that out of my head I was 
I was dating someone. Oh. We've been on like five or six dates, and I went to see his house for the first time, and his whole kitchen was roosters. <gasps> and it was. And then when I asked him about it, he said, "Well, it was my parents' house, and I and I got it from them, and I just haven't redecorated." And then the idea that he would not get rid of the roosters immediately was even more of a turn off than the fact that he had put them there himself. Oh, but was it was like, his family. We, Jess. we have to break up now. I mean, yeah, but it was like hundreds of tiny little ceramic roosters on oh. top of rooster wallpaper and rooster oh, wow. like cookie. It was a lot of roosters, Elsie. It was an <laughs> unnatural amount. And they're not nice birds. <laughs> no, they no, they're not. <laughs> but I think the rooster yeah. like signifies something really great in Morning. Asian philosophy, I think. Oh know? yeah, of course. And plus like you know, just round these parts naturally, it probably just signifies morning and breakfast. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I don't want to eat dinner with a bunch of roosters staring at me. It's weird. Anyway. Oh, my God. Hey, so, but okay, so so this is this whole conversation brings me back to something that I started to kind of meditate on yesterday, which was why I got so upset about this stuff. And part of it was the fact that, number one, they didn't take the t- the time to kind of get to know me in any way. Like you could look at my, you can look at my stuff. You could research me, look, find out the things that I like and I don't. And then I started to think like, what if I don't post the things that I like? Because you, you've talked about this in the past. You talked about this in your course, in the Brand Vu course, about, you know, s- s- basically saying things that you like, putting it out in social media, because a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us don't really post things that are not personal, but that are about what we stand for. And the more I'm into this world, into the social media, digital media area, the more this is coming up. You have to take a stand for something. You And it doesn't mean to like, you know, that I support, you know, some kind of crazy, you know, conflict thing out there that's going on and you have to take sides. It's not that. It's about the essential things that you value and who you are as a human being has to be somewhere in what you put out into the world. Because that way, when people look at your stuff and they see like, oh, she really doesn't like, you know, let's say like she doesn't really eat meat. So Mm -hmm. I should probably not ask her to, you know, (laughs) I don't know, review my meat eaters podcast, podcast. you know. The many, the many beauties of bacon podcast. Yeah. Like, you know, something as simple as that. Yes, I do eat meat. I eat a lot of things. But what I'm saying is just like that kind of stuff. Like if that's really a big value of yours, it has to be somewhere out in your, in the world so that people can see what you stand for. So I just, I just find out. So are you saying that a vegan can't enjoy a bacon podcast? Because I'm not sure you're right about that. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I think that maybe, you know, I'm I'm saying in in the sense that if somebody's going to, if, you know, but, but a vegan would only go look at a a bacon podcast if their best friend was doing it. She more likely than not, she's not going to be going into iTunes searching for bacon podcasts. Probably not. But if somebody that's one of her close friends and says like, my God, this is the best bacon podcast I've ever heard. And I know that you're a vegan, but you'll love it. Yeah, that's totally cool. Hey, I've, you know, I started listening to the Manic Mommies before I was a mommy, before I even thought I would ever be a mommy, before I, I, I wanted kids, before I had any kind of need for it. And I found it completely riveting and the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, like way back when. Yeah. And you know, I didn't want to be a mommy. <laughs> so Yeah. So I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I understand that. But I'm just saying that I think we should stand for something. And I stand for not swapping reviews. <laughs> so, 
So there. This is like, this comment of yours has opened like several cans of worms in my head. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because, because A, I don't necessarily want everyone to know exactly what I stand for politically. No, no, I'm not talking politically. I know you're not talking about that, but I just don't want it to be misconstrued by who's listening. Like, don't stand for militant, like, you know, I don't know, segregation or something and then have people, whatever. I I don't know. I just think I, I, my social media stuff is personal without being politically or religiously specific. Mm-hmm. And so the vegan to bacon thing is sort of an obvious one. But, like, I... I I'm trying to think, like, if somebody looked on my wall, and like, would they know what I'm really about? Would they know whether or not to send me a vegan show or a show about sex trafficking or a show about um, women's reproductive rights? I mean, you could sort of assume those things because I'm a woman that I would support them. But um, I don't know if they would know the answer just from looking on my wall. Because even though I'm personal, it's more relatable human stuff than it is, like, Here's what I stand for stuff. And um, I had a whole uh, thing about this the other day. I got super irritated with people on Facebook um, because the thing at Ferguson happened at the same time as Robin Williams. And um, I was personally more comfortable posting about one than the other. Even, you know, because I wasn't quite sure how I felt about the Ferguson thing. Mm -hmm. And you don't know the whole story. You only know what you read. And you can never really trust, you know, depending on where you read, you don't even know if you can trust that, whether or not it's skewed, etc. So, but I do know how I feel about Robin Williams because I've been watching him since I was a kid. And then I would see posts that say, hey, aren't there more important things to talk about other than Robin Williams? Like, white guy died, boo. And, And I'm just sort of like, hey, don't tell me what to post or what to focus on or what to think about or what to care about. Just because I'm not posting about something doesn't mean I don't care and I don't think about it and that it doesn't scare the bejesus out of me. It just means I don't want to share it with you. <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, and so that's why I'm just saying, like, so what people share on social media is dicey already because people are never going to tell you, I mean, if they're smart. The, I think the unsmart ones are the ones that are telling you everything they feel about every single thing that comes up. Because it just opens you up for, oh, opens you up for argument with somebody. So, um, yeah. So, so that's the one thing. But then, on the other hand of the, the same other, the backside of that same hand is that I cannot stand when people leave their personal stuff off their social media. I can't tell you, in a podcasting group specifically, because I think podcasters are new to the online world, and so their instinct right away is to separate. I have my business page for this, and I have my personal page for this, and I don't post about this over here, and I don't post about that over here, and that is super stupid, because the fastest way to bore someone is to talk about the same thing to the same audience over and over. Super stupid. If you're listening, I'm very sorry. Stop doing that. <laughs> well, okay. So I understand exactly what you're talking about you in terms of that. Because I saw your... Elsie? What? 
<laughs> got me all fired up. I know. See? No, because I know what exactly you what you're talking about. I saw the Ferguson post and I completely and utterly oh, yeah, agree. Mine? And I'm not talking about like that specific thing. I think, you know what it is? Maybe this is maybe helping me clarify this. Okay. So... I, I had a post on Instagram where I put, you know, it, and I think I put it in the in the Facebook in the She Podcast group as well, where it was just like a picture of my face, and then I put hashtag iTunes is not the boss of my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and so that's when I basically it, it's like well, that's what I stand for. Basically, iTunes, even though I love you, you're not the boss of my podcast success. No, I agree with that. So that is what I stand for. I Therefore, agree. if you email me and ask me to review you in iTunes, it totally goes against what I just put out. Just I'm not about, I mean, well. in terms of the podcast co- coach, you know, if you're looking for like a podcast strategist or a coach or whatever, and you want to hire me, I'm not going to help you optimize your iTunes stuff and be focused on iTunes. We are going to get deep into your podcast and who you are, and I'm going to get you out there in the most amazing ways possible, super creative outside of the scope of putting all your eggs in the iTunes basket, because that's not where my genius is in. And that's not what I believe in. So if you want to do that, then there are other people who actually are really good at that. And I'll point you to that direction. Well, but there's also other reasons why you shouldn't do that. That have nothing to do with like that it's not your genius or that I mean one of those reasons is you can't capture an email on iTunes you can't sell them anything in iTunes you can't do anything but get better stats and what does that get you not more money not more advertisers not more clients nothing it gets you more downloads but a higher rank so that what it gets you more screenshots right that's it if you want a bigger audience you have to go outside of iTunes and actually, if you are going at, let's think about it just for a second. Follow me here, right? Mm-hmm. If you go outside of iTunes and you build your email list and you, and you build your client list and you start making other kinds of money and you start having big audience, what will that automatically equal? More listens, right. more subscribes, more downloads. You're going to get it either way. But if you focus on iTunes, that's all you're going to get. You're never going to build an audience. You're never going to have more money. All you're going to have is fatter numbers and lives in who cares (laughs) it's just dumb it's a dumb strategy it's dumb 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 we need to write this down yeah I know article about this exactly on iTunes it's just well well, I think that part of the the reason is when when I've been starting to think about this stuff is exactly what you're talking about and I know that you're taking it from a from from that perspective and I completely agree but I think part of the process too is the fact that for me personally I'm not interested in tactical tips of, uh, of systems I'm not interested in that I'm interested in a much deeper engagement with and building a, a completely different type of a podcast audience. Yeah. I'm thinking of, you know, a, a creative ways that you can raise your awareness of people can raise your awareness of who you are and, and what you have to say in the world. So I think my frustration was in the fact that that's not clear. And I was frustrated with myself. That's not clear in the way that I'm moving out into the world in terms of this in, in Facebook. Anyway, I do it in other, in other parts of the media of my social media engagement. And people do know that that's my stance, but that the whole point is that this is very important, especially if it means this much to me. So if it means this much to me, then yeah, I think I do need to talk about it. 
I think I do need to post more about it. I think I do need to make sure that people know that that's what I stand for. And a lot of the times I don't because I'm afraid of the backlash. What backlash? The backlash of people saying like, oh, but you are noteworthy. It's like where it's supposed to be. And and I also am not a very negative person. I don't. But I but, you know, how can you say why do you care if someone doesn't agree with you? Right. You don't care if I agree with you. No. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) (laughs) well i guess you know what it is yeah no it is it's that's it's a whole same process of speaking out it's like i've never been used to i've never i've never done it i always kind of like keep my mouth shut and i'll just do what i do anyway and i'll you know and i don't really want to put it out there life's too short for that but you want to hear a funny analogy i just thought of while you were thinking or you were talking yeah i feel like you and i are like partner weight loss coaches (laughs) And you're talking to people about being in tune with their body and having a healthy, balanced day and an experience and this or that. And then I'm just going, listen, you're fat. Stop eating. (laughs) Right? My whole strategy is like, you're not going to do it because it's not smart. And meanwhile, you want to like, I just don't think it's part of the holistic experience. (laughs) For you to use iTunes, I want you to let's we're gonna dive deep into your podcast and see how it will align with your body and soul. I totally want that. I like so like totally. You're totally right because that's like for me, that's what it is. It's like a whole body. Like, and I'm just like, you're getting fat off stats. Get on a diet and build your list and shut up. Oh my god, it's hilariously that, funny. That is pretty funny, Together and that is that it totally really encapsulates coach. it. It totally encapsulates it. Yeah, and actually, as far as coaching goes, right? That's, right. Depending on what you want, that's who you pick. Why? And that's what it. You know right. what? And that's what. That's exactly that's what why I was. We never I think, compete with each other, right? And then you're going back, and that's what I wanted to talk about is the fact yeah. that we do make choices based upon the things that resonate with us the most. And then you align with people who are going to give you what you need. And I tend to look for coaches that are more like you, Jess, because I already have the other aspect. Yeah. I already have that holistic, softer side. I already have that intuitive side. So that part, I I got it covered. I don't need somebody else to tell me to feel and to get, I don't need that. I need somebody to go get your ass off the chair and you need to send this email out. So you need to start posting more about how you feel about iTunes and stop worrying about what kind of back who whatever backlash you're going to get. It can't be from all, people who are going to want to work with me career. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not going to. Yeah, you may as well do it because if people hire you because you're a podcast coach and then find out that you're not all about the stats, I mean you may as well tell them up front. Right, that's what I'm saying. First of all. Totally, but I second don't of want all, to. Just for the arg- sake of not wanting to argue with other people. I don't know. I'm a shutter downer. To me, it's just like, well, I just don't have to say anything back. You can spout your opinion all day. I don't have to comment, respond, care. You don't have to do any of that. I know you're a feeler and stuff. (laughs) But like if someone... I totally, you know what? I am a complete feeler. And with those two people that like totally, like I said, you know, I don't think I finished off the thing. So I'm then sorry. after these Oops. guys kind of met, okay. kind of pissed me off yesterday yeah, from posting sorry. things on my wall and telling me to do all this stuff, I was gotten so angry. And I'm like, I don't want to be friends with them. And then I was like, but then I might hurt them, their oh, feelings see? if I don't unfriend them. And so then I was just had to put on my own big girl panties and be like, oh, screw you. I don't want to be your friend. And so I just unfriended them. And so I was very proud of myself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, go ahead. 
That's all. No, all I'm saying is that that is part of the learning process for me because of the fact that that's not who I resonate with. And I don't want to have that point of view because it doesn't, it, I just don't like it, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in the future, we, there might be a conversation that happens to some in somewhere that changes my mind about these two people. But because of their actions towards me in that first time, not knowing who they were, I, and I don't, and it, you know, even if you say have a blessed day, <laughs> yeah, I'm like still that. not okay with the choices that you made with me. So also depending on like who you're talking to, that's not always a nice thing to say. So yeah, right. So I don't want you to bless my day. So <laughs> I think that's creepy. It's a little bit weird. So, but anyway, so that's all I'm saying. And so I've been kind of, you know, thinking that I do have to take a stand for myself and the things that I find, you know, that I stand for. So for me, those two instances, I don't stand for that. Therefore, I have to take action against that for myself. That wasn't like a, you know, like I just had to go up on Facebook and post about this to everybody because it wasn't about that. But I had to do it for myself mm-hmm. energetically so that I would not have people like this reaching out to me because it's not somebody that I want to work with in the first place. So No, you don't. Anyway. And so, you, and so if that means you have to be obstinate towards people or you're afraid of um, ostracizing them, you just kind of have to say, you know, that ostracizing is a, probably a good idea. <laughs> so, so that's... You should ostracize people if you really feel strongly about it, I think. So there. So there. And we wrap this the up. The end. The end. <laughs> period. <laughs> yeah. Lately, the Facebook thing has been getting under my skin. I swear, I, I, friend, I have friend requests, and then all 20 or 30 of the mutual friends I have with them, I have no idea who they are. Oh. And then I start to worry, like, I've obviously friended too many people. Should I just start unfriending them? Yeah, I... I, I'm sure that they won't even know because it's like, and here's, here's the other thing. They won't even see your posts on their feed. I know. What's and the that's point? like the sad part because I, you know, once in a Some while I'm like, hey, where's they? so-and-so? And I have to go search for them and go like, oh my God, they got married. I had no idea, you know, because it doesn't show up on my feed. I know. So it's not like they're going to watch your stuff anyway. Why are there so many friends that I want to talk to? bad i don't know and so. then when i unfriend them do they immediately immediately go to the followers or how does that work i don't know i was trying to figure that out i was going to post that out does that mean that you can make make them followers if they don't want to follow you i don't know but let's find out i'm gonna un- i'm gonna unfriend someone and then just see what happens and you're gonna go search for them in the followers no i'm just gonna see if the number increases i don't oh. have to search for them uh, all right here's somebody Unfriend. Now let me see if the number changed. No, but maybe I need to refresh it. No. Yeah, they're just probably gone away. I no, wish there no. was a way to, you know, when somebody asks to you to be friends, I wish there was a way to kind of send them off to you, follow you. <laughs> I thought that's what happened. You know, um, they so- don't know that you're not friends anymore. I mean, because I'm up to like 3,500 friends, and that's just ridiculous. That's like a lot of people. There's well, I'm pretty up high, high up there too. I don't. It's are uh, you? Yeah, I'm in the 2,000 something. 
range, yeah. I think. Yeah. So that's like, that's, that's just not necessary. No. So anywho. All right. So I think, I think we're done today now. Yes. We're done. Ladies, thank you for listening. Gentleman, if you're listening, thank you. Gentleman. Well, one or two of you, <laughs> if you are. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening. I would like it if you would join the group if you haven't already, shepodcast.com forward slash group. It's a Facebook group where we support each other with our podcasts and ask questions, do what you want. And then um, what else can they do? Oh, if you're listening and you have a podcast, you should add it to the um, She Podcast directory. If you, it's a women's show or run by at least half a woman, not half of a, one woman. But if you have a, <laughs> oh if you God. have a co-hosted show, one of you is a chick. Put it in the directory is really what I meant. Yes. And then um, what else? And if you're not, if you don't have a show yet, but you're listening, it would still be awesome if you would sign up for our email list because we are, I think, going to start to do. Well, maybe not right away, but eventually some meetups like around the place, around the country. Around the place. Around the place. You might get some like content of things that come out of our heads while we're moving into this and have the coach. We should. (laughs) Right now it's just an email telling you when the latest show is up. And and if you go to ShePodcast.com, there's a yellow button on the top right that says join the community. You don't have to add your show. You just add your email address and, and you're in. Uh, and then when you have a show, you can add your show, right? Yep. Yeah. So we would love it if you would do that. And also um, tell us what you think. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. What else, else? Anything else? I think that's it. Elsie says there's nothing else. <laughs> I think that's about it. So from your weight loss coaches. Yes, from your weight loss coaches. Get in touch with your body. Stop eating fatty crap. Yeah. <laughs> The end. Oh my God. So then, yeah. So you just do, uh, you let us know what you think about this whole thing, you know, and um, yes. all of the different uh, topics that we covered. Give us your opinions because we love your opinions. Yes. Yay. All right, y'all. See ya. Let's <laughs> go.